Jerry Reynolds is the man they call the car pro. He was in the auto industry for 35 years, ran his own dealerships, and was two-term chairman of the Ford National Dealer Council. Kevin McCarthy is his trusty sidekick. He's a Radio Hall of Famer who once wrecked a car of Jerry's and has been working off that debt for almost two decades now. So, with straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive, here they are on CarPro USA. Thank you so much for joining us here. This is the CarPro USA radio show. And what we do every week is we help you make good car buying decisions. Right now, it's very difficult to figure out exactly what to do. Things aren't normal. New cars are very short in supply. Used cars are sky high. So if you're thinking about doing something and you want to run it past me, I can tell you if I think that's a good idea or not. So many people I've told, don't do anything right now unless you just absolutely have to. And there's cases of that. Your car gets wrecked, engine goes out, uh, gets stolen, whatever. You got to have a car now. We can figure out the best way to get it. And we've got a great network of dealers within the sound of my voice. So if you're thinking about doing something, I was in the car business, owned car dealerships for many, many years. I know the ins and outs, and I keep up with the markets, whether it be new or used or leasing or incentives or whatever. I keep up with it so that you don't have to. All you got to do is call me. The phone number is 800 926 7777. Now, don't take any kind of mechanical questions, but anything else about buying, selling, trading, whatever, I can help you with that for sure. And I've been helping people on the air. We're in our 21st broadcast year right now with the Car Pro Show. So, 800 926 7777. Our website, carprousa.com. My trusty sidekick is Kevin McCarthy, and he joins me now. And I'm happy that you told me that the record that Toyota broke this year, this past year, 2021, uh, has stood for longer than I've been alive. Yes. Not often that that happens Not too many things have. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, tell everyone what we're talking about. Well, we, in this week's free weekly newsletter, which you can subscribe to today and get a copy of this, I gave you the 2021 sales report, all the manufacturers except Jaguar and Land Rover reporting, uh, and how everybody finished the year versus what they did last year. And this was by brand, not automaker, but by brand. So uh, for the first time in 91 years, Toyota outsold General Motors. And look, I love Toyota. I love General Motors. And it wasn't that Toyota, you know, just out-marketed them or whatever. The microchip shortage that's plagued the industry since last March hit GM really, really hard. And it was tough on Toyota, too. But somehow, uh, by about 100,000 vehicles, Toyota outsold General Motors. So I've got all those numbers for you, plus the top 25 SUVs of all sizes, And the reason I give you those numbers, and we'll continue to look at the 2021 numbers in the newsletter in the weeks to come, but I give you them to you because it's it's interesting to see what everybody's buying. And usually if a vehicle is dominant in a segment, there's good reason for that. So it's the old safety in numbers thing. 
If you sign up today at carprousa.com, at the bottom of the page there, you'll see uh, the CarPro newsletter. All we need is your email address, which we protect with our lives. And you can get the yesterday's brand new newsletter in your inbox. And you will read uh, a story at the very top about a loss that we had this week at the CarPro USA radio show. Terry Box, a gentleman that was a reviewer for us until about mid-year last year when his health got bad, passed away. And uh, Terry was the automotive writer for the Dallas Morning News for 23 years. And then he came on our staff. We've got over 200 of his reviews up at our website. And it was a sad day for all of us uh, to say goodbye to Terry Box. He was uh, He had a very unique style of writing like I've never seen before. And probably won't ever see again. Great sense of humor. And he wove that through a car review. But yet he knew more about cars. He, he's forgotten more about cars than I'll ever know. I promise you that. He was our gearhead. Uh, never, everybody needs one. But uh, he, he will be missed. Let's talk to Inez in San Antonio, Texas. Inez, thanks for calling. How can I help you? Inez, are you there? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Hello? You're on the air. Okay, so um, my vehicle uh, was in a, uh, a collision. Yeah. And basic, basically, the long story short is, like, I talked to a, an appraiser for diminished value, but the issue that I'm having is I, I don't understand. Like, even after they do the diminished value appraisal, because the car damage was over ten grand, but my car was worth, uh, about 25, like blue booking. And I was trying to, tra- and I, I was literally in the process of, I went to give me the VIN and I did all that stuff and I was trying to sell my vehicle. But now this diminished value claim, I don't know, understand how it works. And I know how the, the insurance company has to make me whole like the other one. Right. But the issue I'm having is once they, it, I, I don't understand, like they're going to hand me money if they accept the claim. And then after that, if I try to sell the car, what happens then? Like, what money do I get? You get and how does that work? If you've got a diminished value estimate from a qualified uh, diminished value expert, I use Tiger DV, TigerDV.com, then the insurance company will write you a check for that amount of money, whatever that, um, whatever that appraiser, diminished value appraiser comes up with. Uh, they may not want to. And they'll argue with you. But if you stand your ground and say, I know the laws of Texas, and you have to make me hold, you have to pay me what, how much my car is worth less now than it was before the wreck. And it's really that simple. I mean, I, I, I did this myself a couple of years ago. I had $12,000 worth of damage to a Land Rover and got a $17,000 diminished value check because I used an expert. So it's not complicated, Inez. It's just, you know, present it to them. Tell them, stand your ground and say, hey, if if you don't write me a check for this amount of money, we'll end up in court or I'll go to the Texas Board of Insurance. And they'll, they'll, start, they'll start playing. Okay, and then when I try to sell the car, what happens then? Like, well, that's what the check is. That's, that, that's what the check is for. It's going to be worth less money. So the check will make you whole, uh, which is what diminished value is all about. Now, 
some car dealers won't knock off as much as that check is going to be for. And if that's the case, then that is found money for you. Uh, and I've seen it work the opposite, too. So every case is different. There's no pat rules for this. But feel free, once you get the, the numbers, call me back if you got more questions. There's no right way to buy the wrong car. Get some help from CarPro USA at 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA, and I don't know if it was just one guy or a committee or a poll or whatever, the people at CarBuzz, they came up with a list this year, the end of the year, of uh, winners in their mind of various different categories of vehicles. And I know two categories that they will get no argument from you on. They said the Genesis G80 got the best interior, and the winner of the Family Fun Award was the new Kia Carnival. Yeah, those, and I put that in the newsletter because I, I really liked, I liked their picks. I mean, they were right down the line with me, uh, just about on everything. So, you know, I made my picks at the end of December, and uh, this one just came out, so I, I put it in there. But the article that surprised me that did so well was debunking the eight most popular auto insurance myths. And that was written by someone at bankrate.com. And we don't typically take outside, um, you know, outside articles, but we talked to them for a long, long time and read some of their work. And I went, yeah, these guys are good. So we used them. And boy, you like those. Again, you can subscribe today from CarPro USA and you'll get that along with my review of the Mustang Mach E GT. And we had a review also of the 2022 Hyundai Palisade Calligraphy, which was just absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, Beautiful. Trying to find one, that's a little (laughs) bit different deal. Next week, I will give you my review of the F-150 Power Boost, which is the hybrid F-150, along with the 2022 BMW M440i that I've been driving all this week. And then Amy's got something coming up next week. I don't remember what. But three car reviews coming up in next week's free newsletter. And Jennifer in San Diego, California. Jennifer, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, sure. And what can I help you with? Uh, I wanted to just say also that my condolences to your staff member and their family because Thank uh, you. I heard your earlier report. Thank you very um, much. Okay, so getting <laughs> thank you. Um, so I have to replace a forerunner that I owned for 23 years. I had to salvage it in January of last year with 291,000 miles on it. Um, it was a great car for me because I'm a single head of household, and so I have a limited income. And I'm not a mechanic, and that car was so reliable. Oh yeah, it was just a great car. One of the best, one car. of the best vehicles ever made. That's what I feel like too. It's true. So I had a bit of a problem during the COVID year 2020. I had a dog that had cancer, and we tried to save the dog, and it, it cost somewhere between twenty and thirty thousand. I lost my dog at Christmas that oh, year. I'm so sorry. And I know it was terrible, but it really cost a lot of money. It was the second big problem we had with that. And I couldn't replace my car when it died. 
um, right around the same time, actually. So I've been driving a rental car, which has been terrible. You know, it's like a thousand, and even in the summer months, it was two thousand dollars a month to rent a car here in San Diego. Yeah, um, very expensive, and I just didn't have the down payment to buy a new car or to go buy another, you know, car used. So my mother and I are in a debate right now. She wants to give me some money to help me out of my situation, and uh, the budget she wants to do is twenty thousand. So. My idea is to go to sources like Craigslist, Auto Trader, and so forth, find a privately owned used forerunner, the same exact car that I had before, except it's going to be, you know, maybe with 150 to maybe 190,000 miles on it. Yeah. And that's going to give me a car to drive at least until I can save some more money and then maybe get a newer, better one. Or oh, something. yeah, because you're, you're just throwing money away on that rent car. Uh, with nothing to show for it, the, the sooner you can do this, the better. Uh, the one, the couple of things I would tell you: don't go on Craigslist. That's that's a bad place to look. There's a lot of scams, and there's a lot of salvage cars there. Auto Trader's a good good place to look. Uh, check my website for. I don't have any dealers in San Diego, but if we can get you a deal on one. At my search engine, it'd probably be worth going to Southern California, um, to L.A. area, to get one. Uh, Car Gurus is a decent place to look. They have a lot of listings. Cars.com has a lot of listings. Just just spend plan on spending several hours online and get you a list going of cars. Start to call on them one at a time and talk to the sellers and see you know, what the vehicle's all about. The last thing to do it, when you get narrowed down either to one or two is to go to autocheck.com and pull an auto check report. It's the most accurate out there, and it'll tell you what you're looking for is previous accidents, flood damage, bad titles, odometer discrepancies. Those are the things that you're looking for. If it clears that, then jump on it. Just realize these things don't set very long. Thanks for the call. Before you buy a car that doesn't really fit how you drive, call CarPro USA at 1-800-926-7777. Next up, Ramon from Victorville, California. Hello, Ramon. What can I do for you? Hi. Good morning, Jerry. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you, um, sir. So I, I sold my vehicle about uh, two weeks ago, and I'm trying to replace it with the new Hyundai uh, Santa Cruz uh, pickup truck. Yeah. And so I couldn't make a deal with the local dealer around here because they they have a you know obviously three four five thousand dollar markup. So I found this uh, dealer up in San Diego area, and um, they are willing to. They I actually placed an order with them, and they're willing to sell me exactly the vehicle that I want at the MSRP pl- price. So we placed an order. Um, however, I uh, I was. Um, you know, they, they don't want to take any deposit from me. And I understand that California is a contract state. So how can I um, how can I be sure that they are not going to sell the vehicle to somebody else once it's uh, ready and available? Yeah, and you really can't. You're just going to have to hope that, you know, they are going to do what they say they're going to do. 
Do you know anything about the dealership by reputation? Um, yeah, so I saw their um, their ratings there, um, you know, over at Car Gurus, and they're at four point one, four point two. So, um, you know, I that that's really all all I know, and uh, and you know, I I can't. Uh, I'm looking for a specific vehicle, which is really, you know, hard hard to sure. come by. Also, you know, and um, let me say this: I, uh, it's worth the risk to get one at MSRP. Um, it's worth taking the chance. And if it's a reputable dealership, they're not going to want you getting online and ripping them apart. And don't don't make any threats at this point. Just, just uh, in ordering cars, when you order a car, it takes a little bit of patience, especially from one of the import manufacturers. They're not as good at updating as the domestics are. But if it were me and I could... Take that chance and get one at MSRP. I would take that chance. If it's a good dealer, they'll do you know they'll do what they say they're going to do, and that's what good dealers do. I hope everything works out for you, my friend, and I appreciate the call very much. Uh, I do hope it all. I do hope you get it. Buy a car, not a lemon. Let Cherry Reynolds help you. Call CarPro USA at one eight hundred nine two six seventy seven seventy seven. This is the CarPro Show. CarPro USA is our website, and at CarPro USA, you will not only find all of Jerry's reviews, you'll find his answers to his most 100 frequently asked questions, and the news of the week. We put it up on Facebook, we put it up on our website at carprousa.com as it happens. Then we wrap it all up in a big bow and put it in the newsletter. That comes out every Friday, and if you want to get that, just go to the website and subscribe. Surprised so many people are interested in the article I wrote about customer satisfaction surveys. Me too, and and I was, I, what's the what's the word? I understood now more about the process of why. People are asking me about those when, when I, I do get some kind of customer well, I thought service. it for all the years I owned car dealerships. It, it was, it's frustrating because the happy, your happiest customers just didn't see the need or wouldn't take the time to fill out the survey. But boy, if you had an unhappy one, they couldn't wait to put that thing in the mail. You know, until you taught me about the surveys years ago, um, if it was one to ten, and I was really happy, I would almost always just do all nines just because I went, well, nobody's perfect. And a nine, according to you, is might as well give them a five instead of one to I mean, ten, it, right? It, it, yeah, I mean, and, and I'm sure some of the systems have changed now. But, you know, at that time, I'd rather you just pitch it than, than give me a nine. Nine out of ten was just bad news. You only got your bonuses on tens. Wow. So it's, it's, if your dealer is really wanting you to send the survey in, send it in for them if they earned it, if they did a good job. And that was the point of this article. Subscribe today. We'll get that to you today. And you can read all about it as well as um, Kelly Blue Book's 10 most awarded vehicles and their brands. 
And I wrote another article about mice getting in your car, wreaking havoc on it. And they do. And it's expensive when that happens. Let's talk to James in San Diego. James, welcome. What can I do for you, sir? Yeah, Jerry. Uh, yeah, hello, Jerry. About six months ago, I was hard-pressed. I, I bought a Ford Transit van I was looking for. I was happy to find one. The lots were empty. I was I got a used one. I was lucky, right time, right place. I went into the new dealers, nothing there, nothing available, the chip excuse. Um, my big question is, are there any pushes from these big three American corporations to rectify the problem and to stop relying on China for the dependency on a lousy chip? I mean, are are they trying to fix the problem? And uh, oh, oh, is, this oh. the, is this the future <laughs> of American buying? No, it's not. Uh, James, they would love to have solved the problem. The, the problem is to build a new chip plant takes, at best, about a year. And the reason for it is because the interior of the building has to be so sanitized with not even particles in the air to to make chips, okay? Your next problem is getting a company to agree to build a chip factory, which is very expensive and do you know how much those chips are to the manufacturer, the automakers, how much they pay per chip? I don't have no idea. It's about 50 cents. So to, if you spend billions bit making a chip plant, you better be able to make a lot of those chips to, to break even at 50 cents a chip. Another thing that factors into it, there's a famous chip company called NVIDIA. NVIDIA makes chips, all kinds of chips, but their stroke is making chips for video games. Right. Now, just like everything else, trends change in video games and trends change in accessories in cars. If you specialize in building a chip plant just for, let's say, the chips in the car's infotainment system or in the seats, the heated seats you've been talking about. Right. And suddenly somebody comes out with a better mousetrap, you've got a big building manufacturing plant there that's no good anymore the answer james is they are desperately working to get the chips you got to put yourself in the automaker's shoes i mean we sold in this country last year 14.7 million cars there was enough demand to sell 17 million cars uh seriously and and without a problem it may have gone over that so they're losing out on the profit of each one of those cars that they can't build. And they've got dealers, as you note, sitting there without cars on their lots. Now, the dealers have fared much better than the automakers. The automakers have have done okay because they haven't had to put the big incentives out there. The dealers have done okay because they're not giving all their new cars away. They're bringing MSRP or more. So with that, you know, you would think maybe everybody's going to sit back and go, well, this ain't so bad. And the person that gets screwed in all that is the consumer. That's not the way, right. the, uh, that's not the, way the business works. The, this business was built and created and runs most efficient on high volumes. And we will get back to that. And we'll get back to it 
in this calendar year. I promise you that. That was a very compelling question, and I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. And we go to Kevin in Richmond, Texas, in the Houston area. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Kevin. How are you today? We're good, man. What can we help you with? Good. Uh, I had to walk in the store, so there might be some background noise. I apologize. That's all right. Uh, I have a scenario with uh, both me and my son. We're, we're both looking for new vehicles, and we both currently have company cars. I'm going to retire in two years or less. He's obviously much younger. Uh, my choice that I went and looked at was a Subaru. I started off with the Ascent and have looking at the Outback. He's looking at that Toyota Hybrid. Uh, truck. He just traded in or just sold his Ford Platinum after three years of misery, from what he tells me. So I wanted your opinion about the the Outback, the Ascent, and the new Toyota Hybrid. There's no bigger Subaru fan than me. Um, You know, it depends on how much room you need, but both of those are great vehicles. They've got good track records for long-term reliability. All-wheel drive system is the best in the industry. Eyesight system can be a lifesaver. and, and they, Subaru prices their vehicles very well. Uh, you know, they, they, they never have big incentives. They don't need them uh, because they don't overprice their vehicles. It's kind of like Kia and Hyundai. You, you build a great vehicle, you put it out there at a good sticker price, and you don't have to do a lot of rebates. Uh, the Toyota on, on, uh, on that one, I don't know yet. It's just too early to tell. Uh, sounds like he's not a Ford fan anymore, but I, <laughs> I just had the Ford hybrid and it was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. And tell him to go to my website, carprousa.com, and he can see my review. I give a lot of details in this one. This is one of the hardest reviews I've written in a lot of years. So with that said, you're good with the Subaru until I can get my hands on the Tundra hybrid, which will probably be... Oh, in the next month or so, I just can't comment on it. I appreciate the call. Buy a car you grow to hate, and you want to stick your head in the freezer. This time, call CarPro USA instead at 1-800-926-7777. If you're a newsletter subscriber, you already know what this week's classic car of the weekend is. If you'd like to take a chance of winning a custom-made auto heat shield for whatever you drive, click the Facebook logo on our website, carprousa.com. Go to our Facebook page, answer the question about the classic car of the weekend. You might be Monday's winner. There you go. And next up is Alan in San Antonio, Texas, the Alamo City. Hello, Alan. How are you, sir? I'm doing just Um, fine. What can I help you with? I am in the market for a new vehicle. Um, I've been looking at, well, I've owned both the Chevy Tahoe's and the Armadas. And uh, something like that. Uh, I wanted to get your pros and cons on on the new ones. Uh, I don't know anything about the new Chevy Tahoe. Uh, the Armadas really haven't changed much other than uh, cosmetically, I believe, uh, for a while. Uh, so I wanted to get your pros and cons on the two. And if, you know, I keep hearing you talk about Subaru. Does Subaru make a vehicle that's 
close in size to uh, to the Tahoe? The scent is fairly close, but it's still not quite as big as the Armada or the Tahoe. How long do you typically keep a car, Alan? 150,000 miles, uh, probably three to four years. Okay. Um, I think you're way better off with the Tahoe. And Armadas have gotten nicer. They look better on the outside, but they've made some nice improvements on the inside. But they still battle this massive problem of resale value. They just don't bring anything used. Uh, So if you're going to trade within five years, you said three or four, but even up to five, the Tahoe is going to bring so much more money than that Armada is. And the new Tahoe that came out last year is, I'm telling you, it's incredible. I absolutely fell in love with it. And if you'll go to our website under car reviews and just put in Tahoe, you can see my review and video of the one I had. And I've had them all. I had the Yukon. I had the Escalade. I had the Suburban. Uh, The changes that General Motors made last year to all the big GM SUVs was spectacular. And I'm, I'm, I'm not overselling it. It's that good. The interior, the way it rides, the way it drives, fuel economy for a vehicle that size, the way the third row seat goes up and down. I mean, I just... I could go on and on, but read my review and see what you think. I, of the all the cars, of the three we've talked about, no doubt in my mind, the Tahoe's the best choice. Is there any other any other brand that that you would recommend? Uh, I, I use it for a work truck, but I, I live in it mm. a lot. So yeah, and, uh, I, I don't think there's. I don't think there's anything more comfortable than the Tahoe. The Expedition from Ford is pretty close, but it's still not as comfortable. And the features and things of the Expedition are not up to speed with all the new things that Chevy did to the Tahoe. Um, Now, you know, if you're just strictly shopping price up front. No. No. Okay, good. I'm not shopping price. Then, then Armada is the way to go because it's going to be the cheapest. They have to put, even with the chip shortage, they've had to keep uh, the incentives very strong on those. And still yet, they don't sell a lot of them. I mean, it was not on my top 25 SUVs in yesterday's newsletter. So if I were you, I'd, I would drive the Tahoe. I don't think there's any doubt you're going to fall in love with it. Everybody I've helped get one has. And, you know, for the next three to four years, I think you're going to be real happy behind the wheel. Uh, and and you're going to enjoy good resale, even with the miles that you put on a vehicle. I got a great dealer, Cavender Chevrolet, at my website. Go see him. Get the right set of wheels for how you drive. Call CarPro USA now at 1-800-926-7777. Tony in Chico, California, you're up next. How can I help you, Tony? Thank you, sir, for taking my phone call. Sure. Um, I was in the market for, I think, a new um, electric vehicle. 
Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not totally sold, but in California, they're going to make you do it eventually. And I was, I saw your review on the Mustang Maquis, and I was just wondering, what are your thoughts? Is that is that one of the better ones to buy? Because it goes right around 300 miles, and I was looking at the VW ID4, and the it doesn't really matter which one I buy, but I was just I was curious about those against Tesla, just because Tesla has the big charging stations. Yeah, did you? Um... Did you read the Maki GT review, or did you read the regular Maki that I wrote back a year ago? Yeah, I wrote. I read the one you wrote about a year ago. I haven't seen the GT model yet. Okay, because it was in it was in yesterday's uh, newsletter. And if I were doing it versus the regular Maki, I'd go with the GT. Uh, I don't get Teslas to review; they just don't send them to Texas. But you know. From a driving enjoyment standpoint, the Mach-E is a phenomenal riding and driving vehicle. And the GT that I just had, um, it was, acceleration was just insane. It was crazy. It was so good. Uh, so if it were me, I would probably order a Mach-E GT versus a Tesla and, and I think you'll save some money too. I think it'll be cheaper. Um, the the Ford for 2021 was the number two electric automaker in America, uh, only behind Tesla. So you know, read my review, subscribe to the newsletter today. We'll get it to you later today, and you can read my review of the Mach E GT. I loved it, and I think uh, you would too. In fact, everybody I've helped get one loved it. Thanks for the call. Buying the right car, truck, or SUV is easy if you let CarPro USA help you. Call 1-800-926-7777.